Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, lads and lasses, and those that don't subscribe to Agenda. Welcome to the Pot of the Dragon Podcast. This is the Reaction Podcast after episode five of HBO's House of the Dragon. I am joined by my co-host. Oh, looks like I'm actually not joined by my co-host. Yep, that's right. It was a bit of a joke. I am alone tonight. Spencer is not on the call. He is not available. So I am pushing ahead, podcast professional that I am, and getting out a reaction podcast here to episode five of House of the Dragon. So my initial thoughts on this episode is it might be the best episode I have seen all season. It is. It was wonderfully done, wonderfully paced. And the wedding scene culminating in that wedding scene, I guess it was a reception, maybe like the night before or something, the tension. And like, what's, what's so great is that that scene could not have occurred early on in the season, right? Like you had to build to that scene because so much was going on. We knew all the characters. We knew a lot of the dynamic and the tension going on in the scene. So we were left with this scene with like so much going on that I was just riveted. Like I just jumped out of my seat. I was watching it, standing up. And, you know, of course, I know from the books that Lenor's paramour dies. I had no idea what happened in that scene. In the books, it happens a little bit differently. It actually happens at attorney that is being held. And the king actually references attorney. In his speech, he says that, you know, they're going to have this party and then for the next seven days, they're going to have this whole like banquets and balls and tourneys. Right. And in the books, that actually happens. And the tourney is where Sir Kristen Cole kills Lenor's paramour. So I didn't know it was going to happen in this scene, but I knew something was going down because it was so much dramatic tension. I will say this. This episode was written by someone I don't believe who has ever written an episode for. House of the Dragon or Game of Thrones before. Um, and I just know that like reading the headlines that a woman wrote the episode and a woman directed the episode, which is the first time that's ever happened in the Game of Thrones universe. And I can say that for the first time, you know, that we had a woman writer and a woman director, I think it was knocked out of the park completely. You know, I had a lot of quibbles with the previous episode. Spencer and I argued about it, wasn't happy with it. I felt like this one was really, really strong from how awkward it was at the beginning of the episode with the king showing up at Driftmark and how the king was kind of bullied a little bit. Like I, I found myself rooting for Viserys. I don't know if anybody else was, but I was kind of like, God, Corliss, like give it a break. Like he's, he showed up here. He's asking for the, you know, this marriage joining the houses is exactly what you wanted, by the way. Like give it a break. I, you know, I'm a big sea snake fan, but I felt like he went a little bit too far. And what I liked in, in the dialogue is that he actually goes to Rainey's after the king leaves or when the king takes bed, I guess, waiting on his ships and says, did I go too far? I kind of wish I was a fly on the wall. I'd be like, yes, he snake. He kind of went a little far there, but then it builds. The episode continues to build and it builds to this moment at the wedding. Um, I also really liked how you had the scene with Sir Kristen Cole and Allison, and they were really talking past each other for a while until they weren't right. Until Sir Kristen Cole just completely drops his guard says, yeah, yeah, I, I did it. I hooked up with Renera, thinking that that is what Allison's talking about. At that point, I think it was it was over for any hope of an Alicent Renera connection, rekindling the friendship, alliance, any of that stuff completely gone at that point. Because now Alicent knows that she not only probably lied about her dealings with Damon, but in the same night, she probably hooked up with somebody else. So it was like sort of a double lie. And she went to bat against her own father for this. And like. For those that don't understand the significance, when Allison shows up, so 
when Allison shows up to the wedding, yes, she interrupts the king's speech, right? And that's a big deal. That shows that there's a bit of disrespect there to the king and the Targaryens and the proceedings around her. She just kind of doesn't give a fuck, right? But there's also, she also is wearing this green dress. And the green dress, I think, is meant to signal that she is not aligning herself with House Targaryen, right? She's not wearing House, House Targaryen colors. I mean, she should be, she should be Alicent Targaryen, right? She's up there, Queen Regent. She should be, or not Queen Regent, but she's Queen Consort. She should be up there in Targaryen colors, repping the Targaryen name. Instead, she shows up in what? Green? That's Hightower colors. Now, the name of this episode is We Like the Way. That's the house words of House Hightower. So I think what they're trying to show you is that Alicent is coming into her own as a Hightower, rejecting the the Targaryen-ness, all that stuff. You know, she even said in the last episode, you, you Targaryens have queer ways, right? So she's really rejecting the Targaryen ethos and coming into her own as a Hightower. And I think Hobart Hightower, as much of an adult as he's been, even called that out in his interactions with her, right? He said, hey, look, you're, you're standing strong. We're proud of you. Everybody at Old Town's behind him. By the way, it's a lot of people. You know, Old Town doesn't have dragons, but it's got a lot of people and it's got all the maesters and the maesters control the flow of information all around the seven kingdoms. So for those that don't know, the maesters are trained at Old Town. And so the archmaester, all of the maesters, which are the people who are basically like, you know, the internet, because <laughs> they control all of the crows mostly. The, they're the physicians, they are the scholars, they are the advisors. They are really powerful. Maesters are really powerful presence. Uh, the maesters can be a really powerful presence all around the Seven Kingdoms and all the different houses that they support. And so to have control of the maesters, to have control of Old Town, the High Towers, that's a big deal, right? When he, they say that the High Towers are behind you, Allison. So she shows up, she's wearing the green dress, basically doesn't acknowledge the king. It certainly does. I mean, the acknowledgement to Rhaenyra is so see. Let me tell you. Whew. I mean, unbelievable. And like, I think that I think that is where we've established this really great, this really great difference, right? This really great divide between these two. And I say great meaning like it's it's large. This huge divide between the two. And in the books, when Alicent shows up wearing that green dress, it really signifies that she is out on her own that she is really going to push Aegon as heir because he has high tower blood and her side her faction Aegon's faction to become king becomes known as the greens and I don't think that's spoiling very much to, to be able to tell you that that green dress is really what sparks the lexicon within the world of calling the side that wants Aegon to succeed Viserys as the greens so from now on we're calling Alicent the greens and you all know my opinion on the high towers. Fuck the high towers. I don't like the high towers. I'm out on the high towers. I'm Queen Rhaenyra all the way. But I think at this point, it probably is hard for people who haven't seen the books to understand why, or haven't read the books to understand why I would be pushing Rhaenyra so much. That's one thing that occurs to me as I, I continue to watch this is like, you know, if you truly don't know where this story is going, you know nothing about the books, you might be an Allison fan right now. And if you are, God bless you. I mean, I, I, I think that from what they're showing you, that's pretty reasonable. Um, I think Allison has been showed more sympathetic than I expected so far. You know, in her plight this episode, you know, I don't mind, I don't really, I can't blame her for being pretty upset with Renera. You know, considering how Renera swore to her 
on her dead mother. Unbelievable. And then how did Allison go to bat against her own father? And her father gets fired for it and basically exiled from King's Landing. So Allison's anger, I think, is somewhat justified here. I don't know if anybody caught the next on, but the next on was pretty incredible. There is um, a huge time jump, basically, and we're getting different actresses. Lots being made about that. But like, I, here's my opinion on the different actresses. We got to jump the time, right? Because we're getting into the Dance of the Dragons. We're getting into the, the main story here. They have to jump time. They have to go forward probably 8 to 10 to 12 years, something like that. They can't have the same actresses. So it was inevitable. My thought is that Emma Darcy and I think her last name's Cook, something Cook, who plays Allison, they are the main actresses or actors and actresses. Like they are the main cast. What we had before is a prelude. So everybody who like, I, I liked Millie Alcock too, but she, she's a five episode prelude to the real Renera, which is Emma Darcy. So just saying, if you're, you're upset about the, the, the time jump and the different actresses, I think the way to think about it is that they were the sort of opening act and that Emma Darcy is the real Renera Targaryen. But the time jump was incredible. And then we had some some real conflict. It looked like after the time jump, it looks like Renair already has children. Uh, so a lot going on there. But I, I'll say that the king looks awful. And uh, they, they really focused on that this episode. I wish Spencer was on and I could talk to him about how they're dealing with Viserys and his, his illness. Because this illness that he has, I did not catch wind of that in the books. I mean, you know, the books are written in a strange way. They're written from a fictional maester's account. It's like a fake history kind of. So it's not like everything you're reading isn't 100% true. It's one character's interpretation of historical events within that world. I know it's kind of trippy, but that's what it is. And we never get a sense that Viserys is sick or anything. I mean, he dies, you know, spoiler alert, everybody dies. He eventually dies, but... I didn't know that he was sick like this. And, you know, the actor has talked about in the, and Ryan Connell has talked about that in the story they're telling, he has leprosy. So he's a leper King. He's like, uh, he's like what Bernard the fourth or whatever, um, of Jerusalem. He is the leper King. And it's fascinating, uh, to, to hear that they're giving him that disease. I don't know what they'll call it. If they call it anything in world, but it, you know, you looked at his arm, today and the episode today and it did it did certainly did look like what my understanding of leprosy is clearly after the time jump he's much worse so we're going to get a, a much worse viserys in the next episode here in episode six i you know that that was sort of an ever-present tension in the episode viserys sickness right but let's go back let's go back to the the wedding scene so think about all the things we had going on in that scene this is what i was so impressed by you had Lenor going back and forth with his paramour trying to hide it touching him you know hugging him here and there you had the interaction with lanor and Renera, and how it was familiar but still a little awkward right you had the king who was sick like i just mentioned you had the queen walk in in her green dress cutting the king off not giving a fuck dgaf just fucking rolling in you had the strongs sitting there right you had larry's club foot you had break bones they're sitting there they're watching the events you had the paramour going over to Sir Kristen Cole and having a very unfortunate conversation that he never, ever, ever should have had. Very terrible idea to have had that. 
you had the high towers uh, in that you had Corliss and Rainey's sitting there watching the events and certainly hoping that their son didn't <laughs> didn't pursue his paramour too much in that room and, and continue to touch him and hug him and this sort of stuff. So all of this is going on in this scene. And then the beautiful part is they had this like really like well-timed, well-choreographed dance that they're all doing. And so it's all happening within the flow of the dance. I got to tell you, this wedding scene, I mean, it might've been one of my favorite scenes that we have had in all of Game of Thrones. I know that sounds like a big overstatement. I wish Spencer was here to throw some cold water on me, but the way it was timed, the way it was acted, the pacing, the tension, the music playing, how it stretched and stretched. They really let that scene breathe. I thought that was an absolutely stunning and amazing scene. And then like you, you get this like rumbling that something's happening. I couldn't really tell. It looked to me like I was having Game of Thrones flashbacks. It looked to me like Lannister troops were running in. Cause I don't know if you guys caught this, but there's a scene where it looks like people in red armor are coming in. And I was like, what the hell are the Lannisters doing? Right. Cause in this, in this time period right now, the Lannisters are kind of like nobodies. Like, I mean, not nobodies, right. They, they're 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 lords of the westerlands but like they certainly don't have the prestige that the lannisters have when we catch the main series a good 170 years later and then you just see all this rumbling and then all of a sudden it becomes apparent that what has happened is uh sir kristen cole has attacked the paramour there of lanor and they really showed him lose his shit i mean he beat that guy's head in and i it's pretty gross showing the showing the face the way that they did, but of course they wanted to. I mean, it's Game of Thrones. They show the violence, right? They're gonna let you know. That, you know, if somebody dies, you you see the death. That they don't they don't hide it. It's not a lot of off screen stuff. And then the guy who plays Lanor beautifully acted. How how upset he was. And I wish Spencer was here to talk with me about what appeared to happen after that, because it appeared to me that after they cleared the room, they went ahead and married Renera. And Lenor, and I, I wonder what the political motivation for that was. I don't know if it was because it was so apparent that Lenor had a romantic relationship with the guy who was just killed that they wanted to go ahead and, and get him married to quiet, I guess, some of the rumors or the chatter or whatever, or if it was just such an unpleasant event that you know the king decided that the seven days of feast and balls and tourneys were scrapped and that they were just going to go ahead and get married and just be done with it. I'm not quite sure why they went ahead and did it, but it did seem like once they cleared everybody out, they went ahead and got married that night. So I think at the end of this episode, what we have is Renera is married to Lenor, and they're, I guess they're, they're together. They've joined the houses. That's over. Of course, we were, we end with that sort of cliffhanger of the king falling over. We know in the next on, you know, if you, if you held on and watched the next on, we know that the king is not dead, but he, he fell over sick. And then it looked like homeboy Sir Kristen Cole was going to kamikaze himself. He was just going right at the blade. And then Allison comes in and basically is like, the fuck are you doing? You know? And from here, you know, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler. I mean, I, th I think you, you'll know this two seconds into the next episode. Sir Kristen Cole becomes the personal guard of Allison. So basically Allison, when she sees him in the Kingswood uh, or Godswood like that, she stops him from killing himself. And I guess she... She gives him some bit of forgiveness for the, what he'd done with Renera and, and I guess the violent act that he just perpetrated. Although Allison might have liked that. She might have liked it, that he just whacked that guy for threatening him. Because, I mean, the guy was blackmailing Sir Kristen Cole a bit. He was trying to exert some 
some leverage over him, some power over him. And that was a terrible idea. And Allison probably liked it. I don't know. She probably liked that he, he was able to, to defend himself and, and push back on that blackmail attempt the way that he did. But in any case, when we pick the story back up in episode six, I'm telling you all, Sir Kristen Cole is going to be the personal guard of Allison. And that's a very interesting dynamic. So, you know, ultimately, my thoughts on this episode are that it is an episode that could only have happened at this point in the series because that wedding scene would have made no sense. It wouldn't have had any of the tension that we saw, that we felt in that scene without all of the buildup, all of that necessary buildup in the first four episodes. So shout out to the show, giving it a round of applause here. I always like to score. I'm giving this a 9.3, folks. 9 point, no, no, forget it. 9.38. That's what I'm giving it this episode. Shout out to House of the Dragon. I thought this was really wonderfully done. Sorry again, Spencer couldn't join, but hopefully, you know, um, everybody who, who joins and listens now, you know, I know when I'm listening to podcasts the next morning, I just want to like hear people's thoughts about it. I want to continue to live in the world. I want to kind of break down and deconstruct the episode. That's what I've tried to do here. So thanks everybody for listening. Spencer and I will be back with you this week. I am going to make him do it. I'm going to drag him out of the whatever work he's doing. And we are going to review and break down this episode in detail. Thanks again for listening. And we'll see you later in the week. Music.